What is up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Danny Brockman, and welcome to the Coffee Clash Podcast. This is a show where I'm going to go over various things around my mind for various reasons. And today I'm coming at you at my house, right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and we're going to be talking about some online learning. Spring of 2020 is a time that a lot of people are going to remember for decades to come, thanks to the coronavirus. Because of this pandemic that's sweeping the globe, a lot of things are being tested so we can adapt to the self-isolation process. Things like curbside assistance from businesses, DIY haircuts, alternative forms of toilet paper because it seems as though the world believes having a perfectly spotless bum is going to prevent COVID. But most importantly is our education. With almost all forms of education being moved to an online format, there are a lot of questions that have been coming up regarding this format. Two of the biggest ones I've been asked as a student is, is it effective? Do you like it? There are a lot of challenges that are coming alongside this online learning. But how effective online learning is, is going to depend on the individual student and his or her instructor, and how well they collectively adapt and put in effort to make the learning effective, fun, and interesting. The coronavirus has completely changed our day-to-day routines and even where we live in some cases, but the U.S. was not the first country to deal with this. China was in the winter of 2019. With China being the first country to deal with this, their universities were the first ones to make the change to an online format. Dr. Wei Bo is a tenured assistant graduate professor at Peking University in Beijing, China. She addresses some of the many issues that university students will face in online learning in her case study, COVID-19 and online teaching in the higher education. In the case focus, Dr. Bo addresses some of the specific challenges faced by students. She states that the challenges for students did not come from technical operational obstacles. Instead, they have difficulties due to the lack of good learning attitude. Students often have problems such as lack of self-discipline, suitable learning materials, or a good learning environment when they are self-isolated at home. After this, Bo goes on to list some of the other instructional strategies for instructors to help deal with these issues, but that only works if the instructors decide to use these strategies. I can personally attest that some of my instructors have adapted to our situation most wonderfully, being compassionate and cooperative. However, I do have some classes where the instructors aren't helpful at all. In fact, it seems that they made the online format more difficult than the actual course load. The workload got harder, the instruction became less thorough, and they just seemed to make it worse for us. Bo contradicts this malpractice, saying that due to students' characteristics of low concentration in online learning, it's essential to adjust the teaching speed to ensure the effective delivery of teaching information. In this case study, Bo does a great job providing helpful strategies to instructors. However, not all instructors know about or choose to utilize some of these strategies, as each instructor has the right to run their class the way they see fit. This is why online learning can be a hit-or-miss situation. If you have an instructor who is doing everything in their power to make your life stress-free and that you succeed in online learning, that's a fantastic way to continue in in our current situation. But if your instructor does not seem to be assisting you in any way, then as a student, you are essentially up a creek. There are a number of other issues that arise out of online learning, and one of them is how much time you're spending in front of your computer screen. I'm very much the type of person who wants to sit down and ground out all of the work I need to do in one go so that I can relax for the evening. 
But if I sit at my laptop for eight hours a day, like a regular school day, I start to get headaches and my vision gets a little wonky. And this is because of something known as CVS. I'm not talking about the pharmacy, rather computer vision syndrome, which is a complex of eye and vision symptoms experienced during or related to computer use. A study done on the effects of CVS found that ocular symptoms following sustained computer use were significantly worse than those reported after hard copy fixation under similar viewing conditions. What this means is that staring at a computer screen for prolonged periods is not good for our eyes and can cause a list of side effects, most notably headaches and blurred near vision. Our eyes were not designed to stare at a blue light for that amount of time. This means that staring at a computer screen for very long amounts of time is very bad for your eyes. There are ways to combat this, like blue light glasses, printing out your worksheets, or getting a hard copy as opposed to doing it online, but not every student is going to have access to these items, and for those students, the effects can be much worse. The next potential problem I found is a really interesting concept I stumbled upon while researching this topic, and that was the alone together paradox. Discussed by Alexandra Cox in her article, The Online Together Paradox as a Context for Incidental and Informal Learning, Cox describes this paradox as being alone and together reflects the way we understand our fundamental need for separateness and togetherness. Human beings have a double drive towards agency and communion. Our need for togetherness exists alongside our need for separateness. One does not exist without the other. With too much distance, there can be no connection, but too much merging eradicates the separateness of two distinct individuals. Cox states in her conclusion that if leveraged properly, the paradox can be a powerful opportunity for learning, development, and growth. What this means is that if we are alone for too long, it can have very bad effects, same as if we're always together, but humans are meant to exist both ways. We're supposed to be alone and together, which kind of creates a paradox. How can you be alone and with somebody at the same time? And the fact is that we're supposed to split our time so that we're learning together with people in large classrooms as well as studying on our own, and this is where we'll see the best effects. But the key word there is if. If we leverage this phenomenon in the right way, then yes, it will be a powerful aid in online learning. But the flip side is that if it's not properly leverage, the paradox will make us more alone than we were designed to be, and this can lead to cases of loneliness and depression, and these issues can lead to various serious mental problems, as well as nobody wants to be alone or depressed. One of the reasons we go off to college is to get a sense of freedom from our parents and make a whole new world of friends and connections and find what sort of people we are compatible with. But with everyone being self-isolated and stuck at home, we don't have the sense of community that we as humans are innately meant to have. And this is actually a very sad aspect of what we're going through in this particular time. The last potential problem I have seen with online learning is how easily we can be distracted while online. With things like Amazon, YouTube, Netflix, and Hulu one click away, I am more distracted than ever. Why would I want to watch a boring lecture on calculus when I can watch a compilation of funny videos, or watch an informative video of a topic I am really interested in, or watch an episode of my favorite TV show? The list of ways to get off track while trying to do schoolwork is endless, and there have even been studies done on distractions through online learning. One study done on students at the University of Michigan School of Medicine discusses this, 
saying that some behaviors, such as engaging in non-lecture activities like Facebook or email, were identified to have deleterious consequences on histology performance. Regardless of whether content was consumed live or via video, these findings suggest that while live lectures and recorded video lectures each have their respective advantages and disadvantages, an important factor for student learning outcomes may ultimately depend on the individual learner's choices regarding how they each use modality. What this study is concluding is that students in online classes are actually no more susceptible to distractions than students in the actual in-person classes. And that while distractions during lectures or lecture videos are detrimental to grade and exam performance, it is entirely on the student's personality and attitude as to whether or not they get distracted. This means that the challenge of staying on task is entirely up to the student, and if the student is able to stay focused during an online lecture, then that platform of viewing is just as effective as attending an in-person lecture. One thing I found really surprising from this study, though, was this statement. Lecture viewing speed was not at all associated with differences in academic performance. This suggests that students are able to comprehend histology lecture content at up to double speed without significant consequences for their learning success. What this study said in this statement was that students who watch the lecture videos at one and a half or even two times speed are actually able to grasp as much content and retain as much information as if they were on normal speed. This presents a whole new scenario that if a student is able to comprehend the lecture at a higher speed, then online learning absolutely makes more sense for that person as they can save time by watching the lecture faster and they will still get the same content out of the lecture. In the end, the effect of online learning does seem to be a viable option for many students, but it really depends on how and what works for each student individually. As concluded by a study on the effects of online learning at the Open University of Hong Kong, the analysis of survey data from selected courses indicates that the effect of online learning can vary across individual courses, largely affected by a way in which the online learning is integrated and into the course as a whole. I think this wraps it up perfectly. The effects vary across individuals and courses, and it ultimately comes down to two main factors. A, it depends on how the individual and how they individually learn best. And B, it depends on how well the course is instructed on the online platform. And this is true for in-person classes as well as online classes. If a student puts in the work but has a crappy teacher, they're not gonna learn as much. But if a student puts in the work and has a decent instructor, they will succeed in the class no matter if they are online or face-to-face. -face.